Hello and welcome, everybody. It's Paul and I. We're back and talking sports. I'm Jason. This is Paulie. How's it going, guys? Hope everyone had a good and uh, safe holiday. And uh, we are on to 2022. Crazy to say. Yes, we are. What happened this week, Paulie? All right. So I want to first say congratulations to uh, Becky Hammond. Uh, She is now the new Las Vegas Aces coach, uh, WNBA team. Um, I first heard the news. I don't want to say I was upset or disappointed because obviously I'm not. But I thought she was being groomed to take over for Popovich and become the first uh, female NBA coach. I was very excited about that. Obviously, congratulations to her, to her new gig. She's going to do amazing at it. But personally, I thought she was being groomed to take over for Popovich. So I first heard the news I was kind of had a weird thought in my head but obviously congratulations she's moving on and she becomes a head coach and she's gonna do great so yeah and it's i mean who knows maybe she didn't want to coach in the nba maybe she thinks the nba is dumb like the rest of us do (laughs) and decided to go to the WNBA. who knows you know but uh yeah and that's not to say she can't you know someday coach in the nba as well oh of course yeah um so congratulations becky uh we do have a couple sad notes i want to touch on quick uh give a happy trails to betty white um legendary actress uh starred in the golden girls she was 18 days away from turning 100 years old and she died on new year's eve i believe it was yeah um, so happy trails to Betty White, just absolutely legend in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like that, you pretty much said everything. I would, I can't add anything to what you just said. That was pretty much everything. She's great and yeah. she will be missed. Yes, she will be. And then, uh, happy trails to John Madden. Um, Coach of the Raiders in the 70s, coached 10 years. was 34 when he got the head coaching gig. Uh, won Super Bowl eleven. Uh, was 112-39-7 and seven overall record. Uh, so got basically got into the Hall of Fame just for his coaching career. And then him and Pat Summerall basically revolutionized sports broadcasting uh he was in the booth for 30 years he was entertaining he was funny and the nfl the football world lost a titan last week yeah he was what he was uh the guy who brought football to the household basically and made it so people could understand it Oh, and then, obviously, the uh, video game. Sure, yeah. That video game. 
I mean, for, just totally forgot to touch on that too. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how much he necessarily had to do with that, but I'm sure something. And it's just him, him being the guy. Like, it's funny. We put different guys in the cover, but it's not Pat Mahomes NFL football 2019. It's not Brett Favre NFL football 2004 or whatever. You know, it's Madden football and somebody else is on the cover. It's, it's kind of funny how that works. There's, I don't think there's a, you don't have Tiger Woods golf with Rory McIlroy on the cover. <laughs> you know, that doesn't happen. Football Madden, he's the only one. He's the only guy who kind of transcended his game to such a level. Well, and again, it bring uh, it's a good example of the point you just brought up, how he brought football into American homes, basically. Worldwide mm-hmm. homes, really. And, yeah, he will be missed for sure. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, we're going to talk about the college football playoff for a minute. Um, the first game, Alabama to obviously disappointing. I wanted Cincy to have a chance, but uh, 27 to 6 they lost. Um, it was 10 to 3 up until Emma got a 44-yard touchdown with two minutes left in the half. They were hanging in there. They still hung in, really, in the second half. Uh, Bama scored 10 in the fourth. And uh, Saban had nothing but praise for Cincinnati after the game, which was, I don't know if it was was just disingenuous. I like to think it wasn't. Uh, Emma did what I think most people thought they were going to do, and that was that. So yeah, Bama being Bama, it yeah is what it is. That they're just they're a freight train. Yeah, yeah. There's not a whole lot you can say about that. <laughs> uh, the more surprise, I thought this was going to be a more competitive game. Uh, Georgia manhandled Michigan 34 to 11. It was 27 to 3 at halftime. And after the one blip against uh, Alabama, uh, Georgia's defense again looked completely dominant. I think the Michigan's touchdown was late in the fourth quarter, so it really wasn't even competitive. And that, that was more of a surprise to me because I thought Michigan do something against Georgia, but we get the rematch that I think a lot of people expected. And personally, I'm looking forward to it. They're clearly the two best teams in college football this year. And I'll be rooting for Georgia. And just to see if Saban can take, be taken down. Uh, which doesn't happen often, and I think it's the rematch everyone kind of expected. So, yeah, these uh, Georgia was on top pretty much the whole year. Bama was right up there too. And it, it, for all the teams that were competing, did any 
anybody really truly believe it wasn't going to be Alabama Georgia at the end I I don't know I doubt it I think Ohio State could have given Georgia at least a run for their money I don't know about Alabama but he said they were clearly the two best teams in college football this year and so you get the game I don't know if we deserve but <laughs> it's it the is game what we it need is right so, now yep and uh one more college football note uh Badgers beat Arizona in the Las Vegas Bowl 20 to 13 uh, they had a 20 to 6 lead at halftime. Uh, Badgers scored on their first two drives and then kind of coasted, I guess, the rest of the way. Uh, Arizona made, made it a little interesting in the fourth, but not really a great or entertaining game. But Badgers get their uh, ball win and on to next year now. So, well, except for the f- final game, obviously, but. Everyone else is uh, dreaming about 2022, so. <laughs> yep, it's that time of year. Um, anything else to add before we move on to, uh, actually I got one uh, college basketball note but before we move on to the big show, but. Yeah, what's 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 going down in college basketball? Uh, the Badgers had a big upset of number three Purdue uh, 74 to 69 Johnny Davis was awesome 37 points 14 rebounds and it was a back back and forth the whole second half it was a great game Edgers get the huge win they are now sitting at 11 and 2 on the season and we're ranked 23. They're probably going to be at least in the mid-teens when the next rankings come out. And unexpectedly, uh, with a very young team, talented team, but a very young team, Edgers are having a phenomenal season to this point. Yeah. Yeah, good for them. Uh, again, the... Uh, the, well, the, we are we are in the conference play of the uh, basketball season now, so getting a little more uh, competitive, a little better games, and uh, Ten is showing its depth this year for sure. So yeah, we'll see if they can translate that to wins come playoff to, or tournament time. Uh, all right, uh, all right. Do you wanna? Introduce the big show for us here, Jason. Oh, you big show. You mean the Paul and I talking sports NFL recap for week 17, do you? That's that would be the one. All right, let's do it. All right. Um, you want to start with what uh went down in Tampa Bay on Sunday? <laughs> I don't even know if I understand it. Antonio Brown just taking his uniform off and leaving. And then the Buccaneers come back from like two scores down to win the game. Does that pretty much sum it up? (laughs) I've never seen anything like it. 
Yeah, nobody has. It, not like that. Not like that. Um, I just read that apparently he asked a um, police officer for a ride and the police officer would not give him one because a he didn't have a shirt on at the time and b he didn't have a wallet to his wallet to verify who he was so <laughs> oh my God. the whole thing i mean the more that comes out about this it just seems more and more bizarre and antonio brown is clearly done in the nfl Pro- if, certainly appears that way yes I mean, it certainly looked like his walk-off. I don't know know what that was, man. (laughs) I I don't know. know. (laughs) Like, what do you even say? Like, it's, it's Antonio Brown doing Antonio Brown stuff, I guess. Yeah. He's always been this way. Yeah, and the the more I see coming out about he's not really a good person, it doesn't seem like either, so... Yeah, there's a... Yeah. He's got a lot of demons, I guess, would be the way to put it. Yeah. There's other sir. ways to put it, too. But, yeah, so I guess we'll say a happy trails, we think, to Antonio Brown's career, and... Bucks did come back, like you mentioned, uh, from 14 down to beat the lowly Jets. That would have been an embarrassing loss, to mm. say the least. Um, but, uh, yes, we'll move on to what we also think was uh, Ben Roethlisberger's home uh, finale certainly appeared that way the fans were definitely treating it like it was uh again not a great game the Steelers beat the Browns 26 to 14 Baker was 16 for 36 185 yards two touchdowns two picks uh Ben not much better actually worse statistically 24 of 46, 123, one touchdown, one pick. Chris Bosball, uh, four for four for field goals, uh, three of uh, which were over 45 yards. And like I mentioned, the, it certainly seemed like that was uh, Big Ben's final game, to, game at Heinz Field. Yeah, I can't. He should have retired two years ago, but maybe the Steelers were like, "Hey, we don't have another quarterback. Other if, if not for you, we gotta stick with Duck Dodges or Mason, Mason Rudolph, and it's not yeah. that's just not gonna work." Yeah, maybe they'll get Russell Wilson or something. It certainly appears like that would be a play that they would make at this point because they do have a talented roster, and if they want to win, they can't really wait around for rookie quarterback to develop. So Mm. I could definitely see them making that play. Yeah, yeah, Big Ben's done after this year. Yeah. Definitely. 
it, it looks like right. it. It definitely looks yeah. like it too. Um. All right. The Cardinals got a twenty-five to twenty-two win for the Cowboys. Uh, Murray. 263, two touchdowns. Dak, 226, three touchdowns. Um, and that set up a scenario which we will talk about in a couple moments that uh, Green Bay knew that they had all they had to do was uh, win and they were going to be the one seed. So thank you, Cardinals. Not quite as good as the eight pool catch for us, but we will congratulate you guys anyway. <laughs> and uh fun, fun gamer overall. I mean, two good teams that are going to the playoffs. Uh, and for their playoff seating, I guess you can say at this point, mm-hmm. uh, both teams are in, which we, again, we will talk about in a minute, but, um, and then um, I want to get to the, most entertaining game of the week. I think you will agree with this. The uh, Bengals over the Chiefs, thirty-four to thirty-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Burrow, thirty for thirty-nine, four hundred and forty-six yards, four touchdowns. He has thrown almost just shy of a thousand yards in the last two games. So Joe Burrow uh, looking good. Uh, even better, Jamar Chase, 11 receptions, 266 yards, three touchdowns, uh, rookie record for a game. He also has the rookie record for a broke from Justin Jefferson last, from last year for most receiving yards for a rookie or importantly for me. It essentially won me my uh, fantasy game. Uh, he had the it was the most uh, fantasy points by a player uh, in championship game, I believe ever. There might have been one or two uh, better than that, but legendary performance and. Congratulations to anyone that won their fantasy game this week because of Jamar Chase. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a crazy game. That was entertaining. That's what that's what late late season NFL is all about, man. Yeah, and uh, crazy ending too. Uh, Zach Taylor, uh, the Bengals coach. So wanted to keep the ball away from Mahomes at the end. He went for it on fourth down and ke- instead of kicking the, kicking the, I think they had it at the two at the time, field goal. Didn't convert, but the Chiefs had a penalty in the end zone, which gave the Bengals a new set of downs. They were able to run the clock out and kick the field goal at as time expired. It was fascinating watching. I mean, a coach wanting to keep the ball away away from the player so badly that he would go for it on fourth down like that. Again, ballsy ballsy call, and it worked out. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a smart play, I, I guess. You kick a field goal. They still. 
Well, I guess being up three. Hmm. I think there was about a minute left. Kansas City did not have any timeouts at that point. But it's still Mahomes. You drive it. I mean, Mahomes can go 35 yards in a minute. So Yeah, that's not I, really I, I a like problem for him. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. And then, all right, so... Uh, and uh, the Packers... Uh, 37 to 10 win over the Vikings. Uh, Rogers, 288, two touchdowns. Uh, Adams had a big day, 11 catches, 136, a touchdown. AJ Dillon, two rushing touchdowns. And, uh, Packers clinch home field. All right. So we're going to have a philosophical decision or discussion here, I guess, oh. uh, slightly. Okay. Where, where do you sit on Rogers not playing next week? Why would you play him? Okay. Easy answer. I, I just don't understand why you would. It literally changes nothing. Let Jordan Love get a game. The argument... gives a crap if it's, what's the argument? argument is and rogers wants to play because this is of course he's gonna bur- say that because he's supposed this to actually burned the packers back in 2011 where they uh did not play rogers um the last game and they lost in the division round to the giants i remember that specifically and so does rogers that's the only argument i agree with you you don't play him that is the argument for it, though, is you play him for a quarter, a couple drives, and just so he has game rhythm, so he's not sitting for three weeks. That's the argument. I don't necessarily agree with it, but you asked me what the argument was. So It's his job to be ready when they call him. If they are like, hey, we're not going to play you for two weeks so you don't get your knee shredded on accident that's their call like that's the whole thing with this rogers nonsense like it's not his job to make that decision his his job to be ready when they want him if they wanted to give him a week off in the middle of the season because they were playing the lions and they were like you know what forget it we're just gonna sit you this game he could you know that then his job is to be like okay cool that's what they're paying him to do. They're they're paying him to be on the team. Okay, I I, I agree with you. I I don't think to that uh, um, extent. I guess. <laughs> I just think um, it's like, why would he want to play? I mean, I get why he would say he would want to play, but come on, man. He's been hurt before. He's been, he knows he could just get pile drive. Somebody can pile drive and bust his collarbone, and then where are you at? Not in the Super Bowl. No, yeah, right? <laughs> um, no, I just wanted to see where you, because sports radio has been talking about that for the last two days. Ugh. Um, especially uh, local radio, so. Um, I just wanted to he- hear your thoughts on that. I typically agree with you. Um, I see the argument for playing him a quarter, but I personally would not do it. 
just because of the risk. Exactly. Is... He makes one pass and bangs his like middle finger on the back of his lineman's helmet. Boom. Yeah. It's just I, I, there's no point. I, I agree. I agree. It's um, like these people who, and I, I guess while we're on this topic, it's the same thing with when uh, these college football players, particularly seniors who are looking to be, who, who are like already like in mock drafts, being like, oh, I don't want to play in the, you know, the Emerald City Almond Bowl. Like, and then people are like, well, this is just, how could people not want to play in these bowl games? These are prestigious bowl games. And it's like, well, so? <laughs> like, maybe that's not why they're here to play college football. Maybe they're going to college and playing football for the, quote, education to become a professional football player. They're not playing for the prestige and the people go do things for all different reasons. Maybe this is just them training for a job and they, they know that they're going to get a job after this. So why would you even play? And for, to be mad at somebody for looking out for really what's in their own best interest. It just boggles my mind. Guys like Herb street, just trying to bag on some 22 year old kids. Cause they should be honored to be there. Well, that that game literally means nothing. So maybe make the game, you know, enjoyable or make people want to play in it for some reason. And then you can have your stupid Rose Bowl. <laughs> I, I, to your main point, which I think was your main point, player, that 22-year-old kid that's looking to sign a life-changing contract, they haven't put ink to that paper yet. They're not guaranteed that money. If they mm-hmm. have a catastrophic catastrophic injury in said um, bowl game, there goes their career. Yeah, and like they... The one that comes up always is what Jalen Smith. I heard come up like, I don't know, three, four times every year that this kind of thing comes up. He got his chance in the NFL. He ended up getting hurt and then he made it. So fine. You know, oh, the chances of getting hurt are minuscule. Okay. Let's even outside of just the 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 injury chance like what if you don't play well you know i'm i'm tired you know i'm a defensive end i'm looking everything says i'm looking to get uh i'm gonna be a third pick in the second round you know this is i'm gonna be making hundreds of thousands of dollars and it's gonna be great and then i go have a you know i go shit the bed in the almond city bowl and now i'm a third round pick And all these, there's so much going into it. Why even, why even put risk it? Your team isn't going to get anything out of it other than a bowl game win, which is what your school some money. Yeah, they need the money, (laughs) right? So I just don't see how you can sit there in admonishment and judgment of these kids that are making a decision that is very, very clearly in their own best interest. I, I don't know how you can do that. You can say the things some of these guys are saying about that and not have to take a look at themselves, you know? 
I, I one one thousand percent agree with you. Anyway, that's my that's there. I got that off my chest. Thanks, guys. All right, we need we need one Jason rant. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, so. Well, there it was. Good job. All right. Um, anything else to add for week seventeen before we look at the uh, playoff picture as it uh, currently stands? No, that was there were a couple of standout games, but uh, the. Uh, wasn't much uh, as far as surprises outside of that stuff. No. So let's, yeah, let's get right into the playoff picture. All right. So AFC, we have uh, Tennessee currently in the one spot. They clinched the division. Uh, Kansas City currently in the two spot. They have clinched the division. Uh, Cincinnati, after their aftermentioned big win, Sits at three. They clinched the division and pretty much drove everyone else from their division out. So, uh, Bills sitting at four. Uh, they can clinch the division by uh, a win against the Jets. Uh, Patriots play the Dolphins. They have a chance at the division. They have to win and have the Bills lose. Uh, the Colts are playing the Jaguars. They are currently in. Um, they will guarantee the sixth spot with a win against the Jags. And without getting into the complicated scenarios of the Steelers and Ravens, essentially the Raiders, uh, Chargers, uh, winner, which is probably the biggest game of this week. Um, is essentially a play-in game, so mm-hmm. that's how the AFC is looking. Any uh, overall thoughts there? <sighs> Not really. It's you got the Raiders, Chargers. You know, the winner gets in, and then the loser is left to deal with whatever happens in the Steelers and Ravens and Dolphins games. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see that. I think the Chargers probably win that game, but God, I don't know. They're just so hard to know what's your, which team you're going to get. We'll see. I, I thought earlier this year they had left the Chargers curse, if you want to call it that, whatever you want to say, bad juju mm. behind them. But yeah, they're, they're again up and down. It seems like they are every year. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that was the AFC. Uh, the NFC. Uh, my beloved Packers clinched the one seed, so everything goes through Lambeau <laughs> Field as it should. As it has uh, what? Yeah. Well, here it ha- hasn't it done? Hadn't they had the one seed or two seed the last like three years? Uh, this is the second year in a row. Yeah. They they went went out to uh, San Francisco and got uh, demolished uh, two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll see. Man, they really got to do something with it this year. I yeah, and Bucks Bucks are decimated offensively right now, and mm-hmm. they haven't looked great. Um. They were the one team that truly scared me 
um, air looking uh, not definitely not as good as they were. Um, right, we'll get to them in a second. We have the Rams are currently sitting at the two seed. Uh, Buccaneers are at three. Cowboys are at four. Um, the uh, Cardinals are at five. 49ers at six. Uh, the Eagles clinch their spot. And the Saints can still get in with a 49ers loss. And the Rams win, I believe it is. I don't have the exact scenario in front well, of me. Well, the right Niners now. play the Rams. Niners, that's what I thought. Okay. So if the Niners win, they're in. If they lose, they're out. As, nice. Assuming the Saints win, and I think they're playing the Falcons, they should win that game. Yeah. And so if that would happen, the Cardinals would move to the two seed or the three seed, I think. The Bucks would move up. Right. And then the Ram the Rams are in, but they can still lose the division. Right. Correct. So uh Yeah, there's just the one there's just the one playoff spot open in the uh yeah. NFC. Yeah. And it's probably gonna be the Niners, but I mean, man, I don't know if the Niners could beat the Rams. Are the Rams gonna? What are they gonna do? They're probably trying to win this game to get that home game. Yeah, I you would think so. So I mean, if the Niners lose, they're. I mean, the Falcons are better than terrible. They could beat the Saints because the Saints aren't that good. That's kind of a coin flip well, game, to be the honest. Saints don't really. Uh, is Taysom, Taysom Hill's back now, right? Uh, I don't think it matters, but... I don't think it matters. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, it looks like he's playing this week. Okay. Everything I can see. Well, again, the Saints are just one of those teams that have had highs this year, but, man, ooh, when things look bad, they look bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Um so yeah, that's your playoff picture. Any other other overall thoughts? Not really. I I will say one thing, you know, the whole Dolphins thing. I don't know if I can, you know, I was saying earlier in the year. I don't know if I'm a Dolphins fan this that the other thing, but every time they their name would come up or, you know, somebody would mention it, like my ears still perk up when it happens. So I was kind of watching them through this whole run which was yeah, kind of maybe, entertaining. Maybe the wildest season that mm-hmm. I can think of a team having. Yeah, it was, was it was definitely interesting for sure. Sorry, go All ahead. Right. Uh no, so I was going to say so you just admitted you're still a Dolphins fan. So Well, they were an intriguing <laughs> they were an intriguing story this year. And No, they re- they really were. They were a lot of fun to follow actually. And honestly, even if they do manage to still, you know, backdoor their way into the playoffs, they're they're just going to get housed by what Kansas City. So (laughs) it doesn't really matter because they're not a team that's going to do any damage. But Tua was a very efficient passer for what they were asking him to do this year. And I, I don't know if he's the guy, but I think he's a guy that you can work with for a few years and build a team around 
to eventually replace him with somebody else. Like, I think he's good enough for that. I, I would agree with that. But yeah, he you can you can at least use him to get some linemen, get a running back, get a defense going, and may, you know he'll get you some. He'll, he'll you know with look at the team they got now and they're going eight and eight. So he, I mean, you give him as you build up. Yeah, he could maybe get you some wild card spots every once in a while. But yeah, they they're gonna have unless he makes some kind of crazy. It progressions in the next couple of years, they're going to have to get somebody else eventually. All right. Um, so, the, yeah, that was our uh, NFL breakdown for the week. Uh, we got one more regular season, and then the playoffs are here. Um, so, I think we said about halfway through the season, it's it's amazing that it's halfway through this season already. <laughs> and then you blink and the season's gone. Yep. And um, so we have a few uh, games to watch this week. Uh, Niners Rams uh, playoff implications there. Uh, Chargers Raiders, probably the biggest playoff implication. Yeah, the most yeah. direct, the most direct implications, anyway. Yes, yes. And then uh, Packers Lions, just intrigue of whether Rogers plays at all. What uh, if he doesn't? What Jordan Love looks like? Uh, so not not important to in any regard, but uh, some intrigue there. And then um, the big one, uh, the. Georgia Alabama national championship Monday night. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that game. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, I think Georgia is going to be more ready for Bama than they were when they played a few weeks ago. I hope at least <laughs> one would hope. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then the Bucks uh, home against the Raptors. Uh, Friday they have at the Nets on ESPN. So that's a big one. Irie will not be playing in that game because it's at uh, in New York. Kyrie is one thing we forgot to mention. Kyrie is back with the Nets now. And I don't like it, but... Is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then Bucks have the Hornets, and then Wednesday night they have a big one against uh, the Warriors at home. So the Bucks have a, a couple big games this week, and that's uh, what I got for you to watch in the coming week. And just a couple more NFL games with some imp- uh, with some like hidden playoff in- implications. Um, Patriots Dolphins has some intrigue going on. If the Dolphins can manage to win that with a little help, they could get in. And the uh, there's the Steelers Ravens. They're two teams also trying to get in, which is kind of linked to that Patriots Dolphins game as well. And then you have there was one more. Um, 
oh, the Saints Falcons, where, you know, if the Saints can manage a win oh, yes. and uh, the Niners can, you know, if the Niners do slip up against the Rams with the Rams going full strength to try to get that division, you know, the Saints could get in too. So just a, just a couple more games to watch for some extra playoff intrigue. Yes, and uh, yeah, it's crazy. One week to go. Mm-hmm. And... And the playoffs uh, start in earnest. Yes, they do. And always, January is always a fun month of the year because NFL is awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I th- that's all I I have. That's for all you unless got. You have, unless you have any final thoughts here, Jason. No, that was pretty much it. My little playoff thoughts. So that's been a week of stuff and a week more of stuff to watch. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We love you. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys.